belong. You are now tuned in to the real Coach JB Slapdick Podcast. It's the last chance for you, last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you, last chance for me. It's the last chance for you, last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. What up, what up, man? The Real Coach JB here, man, on YouTube Live. Follow it, hit the like button, subscribe, become a member today if you're not one already. Appreciate everybody joining me on YouTube today. Uh, podcast is on everything you can find it on, Spotify, Google, Apple. Go check it out. Podcast will be up and running, audio uh, a little bit later. Um, so... Title of this show on this fine hump day, work boot Wednesday, hard hat Wednesday, whatever you want to call it. We called it work boot Wednesday when I coached hump day. Um, get you a little motivation to get you over the top, man. You know what I mean? That's why the Slapdick Podcast is here. Monday, Wednesdays, 2 p.m. Pacific. Today we are hitting it a little early, 1 p.m. Pacific, because I got an event to go to. And I uh, got to make sure I'm not late. If you ain't early, you're late. So... Overpaid informants is the title of today's Slapdick Podcast. And I'm going to dive deep into what I mean. Overpaid informants means a lot of shit from a lot of different angles. And I'm going to touch on it um, in a variety of different ways. Quote of the day, though, man, I made it up myself. But people do not do enough research. So I had to create a, a fucking quote about research. And the truth of the matter is, here's the quote. Research is what I do when I don't know what I don't fucking know. Period. I wish more people would live by that fucking quote and go out there and dig deep and do some fucking research. Research is what I do when I don't know what I don't fucking know. Why is everybody so fucking judgmental and quick to act like they know a motherfucker? They don't know me. They don't know you. You don't know me. I don't know you. We don't know anyone that's on TV unless you really do know them. See, luckily, I only talk about, I try to talk about, and I try not to be hypocrite. I try to talk about folks that I know or I know people that know. Not that I try to talk about them. I try to talk about what they are discussing. So when I call out Stephen A., hey, I've met him. Obviously, but obviously I know people that know him really well and I don't ever try to dive into his personal life because I don't know him that way. And I'm not a bitch made motherfucker to go do that to somebody. Snitches get ditches where I'm from. But the problem is when he speaks on things I do know about is when I call people out. You know, the whole thing, me and Dan Orlowski, you know, we're cool and everything. I'm good with it. But like if you call things the wrong way to the novice fan and listener, then I'm going to call it out. So like, I, I just, I, I got a problem with people that make a lot of money who ask for people's jobs on a huge platform. Coach should be fired at Chicago bears. Coach should be fired at this and that place. Oh, Frank Vogel is now the worst coach in America, uh, in the NBA after game one for the Lakers, he should be fired. Uh, Right before the Dodgers come back in the bottom of the eighth inning last night, there was tweets literally going around that Robert should be fired after the game. 
that shit kills me. And I post a tweet. I'm like, dude, come on. It was five to two. They were down. And I posted a tweet. You can go look. I said, dog, he just won the World Series. He's won eight Western Conference titles in a row or National League West pennants. And he's been to three World Series. Shut the fuck up. It's just so crazy to me how this thing gets totally put out of uh, in a spiral so fast. It's all about what have you done for me lately, man. That's the life we live. That's just the life we live, man. And uh, it's unfortunate. Um, I'm going to discuss everything from overpaid informants, man, from from. Chris Broussard, if you haven't seen the whole fucking thing on Twitter that I posted, um, obviously, you know, you saw my post about (laughs) what he posted, um, really talking about the Bills left tackle, um, basically being being Taylor uh, Lewan, who was hurt for the Titans. He's basically calling him, basically saying the Bills are missing him. And I'm like, holy fuck, man. You're that bad where you have to, you don't know what you're even talking about. You don't even know who the left tackle for the Bills is. And you're an analyst, so-called analyst. I'm like, you got to be shitting me. Um, but he's on on record and, and uh, you know, it's, it's, it's fucking sad, man, that these motherfuckers have jobs that make all this money. Um it blows my mind. I don't know about you guys, but it blows my fucking mind. So if you guys don't know what I'm talking about with the Chris Broussard thing, um, here, I'll share it with you. Slip, but it got blown up on the left side because of the pressure <laughs> of Tennessee. I wonder why. Could it be because ten, uh, Buffalo's Pro Bowl left tackle Taylor Lewan was injured. <laughs> if he's there, maybe that doesn't happen, but he's out. So you got a second stringer that Josh Allen's trying to go behind. And you. <laughs> that motherfucker does not even know who is on what team. That shit is. It, like, to just. I'm going to just ask a question to the general public. Like, if you fuck up that bad at your job, shouldn't you get fired? Like, most people fuck up that bad in their job, they get fired. Like, he literally said that Taylor Lewan plays for the Bills, even though he was taken out on a stretcher in a scary situation earlier in the game. Uh, have, obviously, it was a concussion, which is actually not a great thing, but it's better than what we feared of spinal injury or something like that. Um, they, he was carted off for the Titans, and this motherfucker don't know that. Like, how do you not know that? Like, stick to basketball for what you do. You're, you're, he's the Fox's version of Stephen A. He tries to be Stephen A, or Stephen A tries to be Chris Broussard. Broussard's been around for a long time, too. I just, it blows my mind. He's an overpaid informant. You're an informant. You're supposed to be the public's informant to the sports world. You're supposed to have concrete data and information that is that we don't have. 
it blows my fucking mind, man, that these people are getting paid. I don't know. But anyway, I got a lot to discuss, man. Um, obviously, if you didn't see that take, but <laughs> it was crazy. Uh, I'm going to discuss Coach Rolo. Um, I don't know if you guys know Coach Rolovich. He's the head coach. He was the head coach at Washington State University. Um, good friend of mine, actually. I got two kids starting at Washington State. Um, and I'm going to compare that to the Kyrie Irving issue. Like, why the fuck are we discussing Kyrie in a different manner? And... Uh, why is Rolo's deal so different? Um, the latest take on the Ben Simmons deal. And then Baker Mayfield sitting out tomorrow. And uh, Casey Keenum getting the job, uh, getting the starting nod. Plus the Dodgers' eighth inning comeback. Plus the Lakers' first game as a wheelchair league fucking participant. They're in the wheelchair league. I'm telling you, motherfuckers, they're fucking old, man. But that's not the issue. Uh, and I'm going to discuss the Lakers. Um I'm also going to discuss mental health and Delonte West, a continued crutch that he's using, along with Netflix workers walking out due to Dave Chappelle and gruesome movies that are being shown on Netflix. Go figure that. Um, plus, I'm going to talk about the fucking current state of the quarterback sneak. So stay tuned, everybody on YouTube. Um, and I'm going to dive into this show quite honestly uh it's going to be interesting to say the least i don't know if you guys know who nicholas cruz is some of these hot takes i got nicholas cruz is the gunman who killed 17 at stone men douglas high school uh pleaded to the judge and to the murder victim's parents um for a second chance and then he went on a rant talking about people smoke weed and uh, and uh, do drugs and all this shit. And they're the ones that are really fucking up society. Not the guy that just shot 17 people. <laughs> like, can we take Nicholas Cruz out back and just club him? Like, I, that's the problem with America. Like, don't make me president around this motherfucker, man. You're going to have a lot of fucking changes. Motherfucker, I will put you in a cell and lock you away with total darkness for fucking a year if you fuck up and do something. And then to do it again, I'm going to do it for two years. And then after that, it goes up, dog. Five years, ten years. I don't care. I don't give a fuck. We're going to put you somewhere where you don't do that shit again. Like, why the fuck are we continuing to allow this shit? Please, Doc Rivers, don't pay. I mean, don't trade Ben Simmons. Please, Elton Brand, do not trade uh, Ben Simmons. Please don't trade these motherfuckers, man. Please make Bagley compete for his spot for the fucking Sacramento Kings. Don't let his agent come out into public and start bashing the organization. Don't fucking care. Don't worry about it. Keep that motherfucker there and let him earn his fucking keep. Ben Simmons, you cowardly cunts motherfucker. Shame on your entitled bitch ass. So you know, do you understand that Ben Simmons was fucked on 
by the Jenner sister like four times, right? She cheated on this motherfucker like four times with probably some other fucking, some rapper or entertainer, some fucking other hooper, who knows. You forgave that bitch four times and she cheated on your motherfucking ass. You can't forgive the 76ers who pay you 200 million fucking dollars? Whoo, shit. Shit, shit, shit. Blows my mind, dog. You could you could forgive some pussy, but you can't forgive no money. That's crazy. That's what I'm telling you, man. Pussy is undefeated, dog. I'm trying to tell you guys. There's only two things undefeated, pussy and new pussy. The other thing is IRS. It's kind of floating around the, the new pussy. You know what I'm saying? If you if you got some new pussy coming in and you you trying to get away from uh from the IRS, you're probably going to have to fight the IRS, but the original pussy is still undefeated. Don't get it twisted. I'm just trying to tell people that you motherfuckers better figure this shit out. The further you allow the rope to be strung out, the further you're crippling the future of our society. You're allowing Ben Simmons and James Harden and Bagley and Deshaun Watson and all these motherfuckers, you're allowing them to continue to call the shots in a profession where they make billions combined. And you got frontline workers in the fucking (laughs) serving us every single day. You know how fucking enabled and entitled you fuck sound. Yes, you did earn it. You're one of one human being. Don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. I understand that you're a one-of-one human being. You've earned the right to get that money. I don't believe any of it's worth that money, but you've earned the right to make this separation between the general population and an entertainer athlete. Okay? Let's get it to it. Let's make sure we're clear. You have earned the right to do that. What you have not earned the right to do is to... Sit out from your job, not show up, be late, don't miss, uh, refuse to go into work basically is what he did as refusing Doc Rivers instruction to go into practice. He refused to go to work and you got to understand you're slapping all the blue collar workers in the face in America. The people that you actually need. The people that actually pay your fucking salaries by buying your tickets to go to your fucking games. And you turn around and not show up. Miss practice or work. And then opt out of a game for fucking... The, from the Kawhi Leonard's of the world who want to take all these fucking... Oh, man, I'm going sit out. Imagine fucking Michael Jordan when there was no social media. Not... Not telling anyone. Nobody knows nothing. You buy all these fucking tickets. People flying in from fucking all over the world to see this motherfucker play. Let's say they play the Lakers and Magic Johnson. And Magic and Jordan said, fuck it. We're going to sit out today's game. You imagine the shit storm that would have happened back then if those things would have happened? You imagine... The shit storm it would have been for motherfuckers that would have opted out 
for load management. Like, dog, can you even imagine Magic Johnson, Larry Bird saying, fuck it, we're going to sit out today? I don't know, dog, but nowadays it's accepted because we allowed it. We've allowed that shit. So I'm asking Doc Rivers, Elton Brand, fucking uh, Maury, don't trade Ben Simmons. I know you are, but don't trade the motherfucker. Make his ass earn his fucking keep and quit giving these motherfuckers easy outs because they crying bitch like little bitches. This enabled little bitch needs to fucking figure it out. Did he come from the hood and the struggle and the strife and a single parent? I don't know. Maybe he did. I don't know Ben Simmons' background. I know percentage of a lot of NBA, NFL players, stereotypically is a bad sign, but mostly being black African-American men and women come from that background. And they do deserve the opportunity that they've earned. So they've earned the right to make millions. I get it. Cool. Bam. Now you've made it. Now it's your obligation motherfuckers to now prep the next generation you guys are setting them up for failure in every single facet every single facet you're changing the pathway of the younger generation that look up to you Simone Biles and all you motherfuckers powerful black females right now have a huge platform and you're setting up younger black females for, up for success, for failure. You're setting them up for failure. So that's just my take on it. Um, I know Simmons is like from Australia or fuck, I don't know where he's from. Um, somewhere overseas, I think. But I'm pretty sure I don't know any real. I know Australia does have a lot of rural areas. I don't know if that motherfucking kangaroo chasing fuck really struggled or did he have some money? I don't know. Okay. Um, but the future is soft, man. And it's for reasons that we, it's, it's for these overpaid informants. Um, Lucy, what's up? Yeah. Uh, to answer some questions on, uh, YouTube, I think they're asking me if I'm on Pat's show every Friday. I am on Pat's show every Friday. So yes, I am. Um, you know, I got to show this little clip and this is why I'm going to, I know, see, you can't post a lot of this shit on Twitter, even though I, I'm going to, cause that's who I am. I'm like, well, fuck it. Ellen DeGeneres had two Olympians. One was a paraplegic, uh, Olympian who chose to stay in that field and not go try to participate in the real Olympics, even though he's got, um, he's an amputee lower extremities and then his wife future to be wife who he who he basically i guess they're engaged um finished sixth place <laughs> i don't want to laugh at, at her man because she made it to the olympics okay that's not my point my point is the glorification the glorification that we get we put we get on these big platforms like ellen degeneres and we glorify finishing sixth and they're fucking like they're glorifying it and i'm like when the fuck were we happy to finish sixth place 
Now the guy, the boyfriend or whatever, it's like out of this is out of billions, but really, no, it's not. You're already one of one. You're an Olympian athlete. So now you've made the Olympics. You didn't medal out. So that's it. You 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 weren't as good as you thought. You made it to the Olympics. You're an elite elitist. But we're glorifying sixth place now. What does that do? It's misinformed informants. Like, we're fucking missing. You're, these informants we have out here, the Ellen DeGeneres, the Chris Broussards, the Stephen A. Smiths, they're overpaid informants that are giving us horrible information, and it's sh- spreading across the youth, and now our youth thinks it's cool. I'm going to show you this clip, and I hope... You know, I don't really care how you take it. But. Sorry about that. That's a horrible time to go to the Olympics when you're having a, a you know, when nobody could go. But still, we got to do mean, it together. Y- yeah, you got to yeah. do it together. Tell everybody how y'all did. Uh, I competed in the long jump at the Olympic Games and I got sixth place. Um, thank you. Uh- <laughs> Holy shit. Dog. Did you hear the fucking ovation we got? She got for finishing sixth place? Now, coach, man, she's a single black female. She made it to the Olympics. No shit. I got a single black female daughter, too. I'm not letting her glorify sixth place in any fucking thing. I don't care if it's wiping your fucking ass at sixth place. You are bad at it. You made it already. You're already an elite athlete. Kudos, right? Clap it up. We're fucking glorifying, handing out participation trophies now. I'm telling you, America, we're in a bad fucking space. Like, Russia, motherfucker, Russia, why don't Russia just try to bomb our soft motherfucking asses? Imagine who's overseas right now. Who is our frontline fucking soldiers right now? It's this generation. You think there's no fucking way we're accepting sixth place? You think the motherfuckers ain't going to just get rammed in the ass by Russia or whoever the fuck comes over the border? Because we're soft as fuck. I want you to hear the rest of this, Kate. Uh, I wish I did better. She kind of downplays it, but it's a six out of seven billion. Right. Pretty good number. That want to go to the Olympics. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And then how'd you do? Uh, I competed in the 100 and the 400 in the Paralympics, and I brought home that bronze. You brought home this. Yeah. yeah. Now, no offense to Ellen or nothing, man, but he went to the Paralympics, and he finished third, right? He got the bronze. Now, we have a bronze medal winner on stage with her and a person who didn't medal. Now, is it because we're glorifying the Paralympics? Cool, let's support that and promote it. I'm with that 100%. Or are we promoting that it's a white dude with a black girl, his girlfriend? who finished sixth place, to me, she's irrelevant in the situation. I don't know what this really is for Ellen. I'm curious on why Ellen is showing this. Because we're showing every single fucking kid in the world that it's cool to finish sixth place and glorify it and get a fucking trophy. And these are the people that are going to our fucking armed forces. 
and our backbone of our country and are watching, this is who we're fucking shitting and hoping for that they protect our ass. Anyway, no, I do not watch Ellen DeGeneres. I've never watched one episode, but this ran across my Twitter feed and I emailed that motherfucker to myself for this show. So, no, I don't know even who the fuck Ellen DeGeneres is. I do know she is, but um, I do not watch her show, Slapdick. <laughs> Listen to this, though. Looks a lot better over there. I'm not going to lie. What's that? It Listen looks a to lot this better over shit. there. Uh, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Um, but, it, I mean, really, a lot of people think that it's their goal to be in the Paralympics. Um, and you say that that was not your goal. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of Paralympic athletes who maybe shoot for competing at the Olympics. And for me, I think the Paralympics is so special because it's a celebration of unity and inclu- inclusivity and just, like, Walking away from that and going to the Olympics is almost me saying I'm better than the Paralympics. And I know for a fact that I am not as... Uh, So this motherfucker won't go to the Olympics if he's offered because he don't feel he's... He thinks he's not better. He is just basically lowering the bar for every single motherfucker watching him. Like, let's lower the bar. Fuck going to the Olympics as a Paralympic. Olympian, I'm going to fucking just go in the Paralympic. You finished... Third, you got a bronze in the Paralympic, which you could have went to the Olympics, made it maybe promoted it a bigger thing, bigger story. <sighs> I don't know, dog. I'm not going to show no more because YouTube probably won't fucking allow it anyway. Um, I don't know, dog. We're settling like a motherfucker, man, in America. I'm just telling you. Sixth fucking place. Sixth place. And they're applauding that shit like a motherfucker, man. I was like, holy fuck. Now, listen, I'm happy that these two are together. He's, she's a beautiful girl, man. He's a little fucking funny to me. He's no legs, dog, for what he's doing for in this world is extraordinary. And I believe the lady's name's Tara Davis. Um... But yeah, I'm just pointing out the fact that I'm not bashing either one of them. I'm just talking about the whole glorification of sixth place. That's where we've become. That's what we have become. We would have never glorified sixth place when I was growing up. By in any fucking thing. Oh, man. I don't know. She a pretty girl. He got him a piece. Yeah. I agree with that. Um... I'd rather have the motherfucker that won the gold, though. <laughs> I'm just keeping it real. Um, oh, man. Fucking participation trophy generation. Fuck calling them Generation Zs and Xs and fucking this and that and millennials. Let's call it the participation trophy motherfucking generation. That's the fuck we, what we are. Oh, man. Um, Don't get it. Don't get it. Fuck. Did you guys see um, how my boy uh, Russell Westbrook entered the Lakers game last night? I don't know if you guys noticed, but, you know, he entered the, the Laker game. 
in a manner that is just fucking weird, right? Oh, man. The motherfucker looked like fucking... I don't know. He looked like everything other than a basketball player. That's just my issue, right? He looks like everything other than what he's supposed to be doing. See, I don't give a fuck how you dress or what you dress like. The issue is, like, I I kept him in my fucking lineup last night, and he absolutely fucked me. Like... Dog, it's he's he's shag. He's like everybody from Scooby Doo. Like this motherfucker is a, a clown, man. This fucking pull up shirt, like dog. It doesn't. I don't make sense. Have you ever listened to Kwame Brown discuss him? He actually makes a lot of sense when he's discussing him. Like, don't wear the shit if you're gonna not promote the shit. He's promoting these different things, but he has no jump shot. We don't give a fuck about what you wear if you had a jumper. I told Cats from the gate, it's a bad mesh with the Lakers. Because he can't shoot. He is another LeBron. LeBron looked pretty good last night shooting the ball. The best I've ever seen him shoot the ball. See, when you get older, you have to start doing different things. Russell Westbrook's been the same player his whole entire career. I think he's a freak of nature. I coach his older brother. Uh, I know who he, they are. Um, Gardena High School. I mean, uh, Gardena, California. Losinger High School. Um, freakish athletes. But dog. Hit a jumper. And then wear all the Scooby-Doo shit you want. I don't give a fuck, but you haven't improved one bit. You ain't going to do. That's why you struggled last night because you need the ball. LeBron needs the ball. AD needs the ball, but you can't shoot. So you're another LeBron. You and LeBron don't need to be on the fucking court together. So it's a bad mesh. I told everybody I did not like it from the jump. I like Russell Westbrook as a player, not because of this shit, but I do like him as a player. Um, I just don't think he fits this team whatsoever. Now, it's game one. Let's not premature ejaculate on ourselves here. It is game one. Um, But at the same time, um, it it just looked like a fish out of water last night with him. And AD and LeBron balled the fuck out. And I think the Lakers have some great pieces that were hurt. Kendrick Nunn, Monk didn't play a lot. Avery Bradley, they signed a day ago, hit a couple big threes. And he's a good perimeter defender. Um, I think uh, the Lakers will be fine. You know, all the years LeBron's had to take 9 to 11 new players in one offseason. You know, with Miami, I think he was like 500 to start the season. 9 and 9 or fucking 8 and 9 or 9 and 8. Cleveland was the same way. So I'm going to err on the side of LeBron's gets it done and figures it out. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if either they traded Westbrook during the season or um, they make another move. 
You know, they got a, they got a lot of old dudes, man. Ariza was hurt. And I'm like, fuck, Ariza was on the fucking team that lost to fucking Detroit in 03. So put that in perspective. You know he was on that team, and he was hurt in that finals with Carl Malone and Gary Payton. Okay, so I just want to make sure we're clear. Ariza was on that fucking team when Bynum was a rookie or whatever. So <laughs> he's full circle. Now, I do, you know, Westbrook wants to come back to L.A., homecoming. So I knew he had some butterflies. I knew he probably was going to struggle last night. But the hope, the optimistic side, I was like, fuck, maybe he'll ball out and go crazy. But he couldn't make a fucking layup. He couldn't even dunk the ball. Like, I'm like, fuck, dog. Let your nuts hang. Go be Westbrook. Go be Westbrook. You're there. You fucking wanted to come. So, I don't know. Um, Case Keenum's getting a start tomorrow for the for the uh, Browns as they play the Denver Broncos. I bet if Odell Beckham plays, he has the game of his year, the game of the year. That's how bad I think Baker Mayfield is. I told, I posted a tweet. I said, uh, I think if Tannehill was with Cleveland, they'd be Super Bowl contenders. And just take that for what you want to take it as. People are like, what the fuck? No way. People are so fucking ignorant that they think that I'm comparing him and Baker Mayfield as talent-wise. I'm just telling you how fucking bad Baker Mayfield is. How overrated the motherfucker is. I'm telling you that OBJ stays hurt because Baker Mayfield can't get him the ball in a timely fashion. So what happens is if you watch the film, which I've actually watched a few games, he's so open and the ball so late. You, you'll see him come back to footballs and get his shoulder banged, his fingers banged, got his knee blown out because he fucking had to come back for a late-ass deep comeback. He gets hurt because the ball isn't thrown to him on time accurately. Period. Whatever mental block Baker has with him, the motherfucker is ruining that motherfucker's career. Like, that motherfucker is nobody no more. With the number one receiver in football to nobody. He needs to go to the Green Bay or the Rams or somewhere where a motherfucker can use him. Kansas City. Kansas City don't have a big three. They need a third motherfucker like the NBA. They need a good motherfucking third dude. They only got Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, just to make sure everybody's clear. Even Sammy Watkins would have been helping them right now. But he's gone now. So they don't have a third motherfucker. And they got no running game. So Mahomes needs a third dude. See, at least the Cowboys got a third guy. Fucking Green Bay needs a third guy bad. There's only a few that have the real three guys. Cowboys, I think, have a three with Lamb and uh, Cooper. They got a good tight end. Um, and then they got, what's us call it, the other receiver. Tampa Bay, they got a big three. They got like, like a big fucking six probably. Um, Tampa's so loaded, right? Um, who else has a big three? The Rams, I, I if you count Woods, Cup, and then the tight end or – D Jack, but I don't think he's a big three yet. He's a little older. Uh, you know, there's not a lot of cats that have a big three. And you can tell um, they're struggling. They're struggling to get him to football. It's killing his career. I would like to go see him play with Aaron Rodgers or somebody else. But who knows? Um, 
That's how bad I think Baker is and overrated he is. That's why I said Tannehill would come there and they would be a Super Bowl contender. Now, the defense has not played up to par, but people don't realize how football works either. When the offense is good, the fucking defense actually plays better and vice versa. Don't put the defense in bad situations, offense. Don't. Put the defense on the field after every fucking time you go three and out. The defense just had 20 snaps on the field, and now they're right back out there. So just so we're we're clear, everything works together in football, all right? Not only the 11 on the field at the same time, but all 22 or 33 go in tan work in tandem. Special teams unit, usually most of them, some of them are on defense or a couple on O. The offense, the 11, and then the 11 on D all have to work together and make it one whole thing. Team, together, everyone achieves more. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard the whole... uh, Have you guys seen... I know I showed you the Chris thing, but have you seen the the whole comment with Brett Bielema? Have you seen this whole thing about... um, He's getting fucking smoked online. Because of the, the the comments that he made about his current players, okay? His current team. Um, I don't know if you've heard the story. I'm trying to pull it up. But he basically has told... He's basically through his... Uh, he's thrown his fucking new team that he just took the job for. Plus, he makes like a shitload of money. He's making like four or five million. Um. This motherfucker is bashing his current team that he inherited, all right? I'm curious as fuck to see how that motherfucking team shows up this weekend. If I was anyone betting on Illinois, I would renege on that motherfucking bet. I don't see that motherfucker actually, uh, those kids coming out to play for him at all. Uh, I don't see it. I don't know if you see it, but I I think those kids are going to fucking shit on him. Um, Trying to show you guys if they can, if I can find the video. Holy fuck. Um, Bielema did say the effects of the transfer portal are probably going to be kind of played out over the next two or three or four years, especially with the COVID adaptations. And this year we got granted an opportunity to sign seven more additional players. He thinks it's dying out kind of like I do. But at the same time, in in the meantime, he's hurting this continuing to hurt junior college. I don't watch the UFC or wrestling. Sorry. Um, I can't find the Bielema comments, man. So I was trying to find the fucking comments. Um, Jesus Christ. Um, He made, there was a video out there. I don't know where the fucking video is now, but um, I guess some players backed him up um, from his own team. So his own team backed him up. And uh, said that, you know, we have to play better or some shit like that. Basically, being good kids, you know what I mean? That's a, that's a good thing. But, um, man, it was it was fucked up to see him do that, in my opinion, publicly with a team and roster that really is not yours. 
Um, it's kind of fucked up. But uh, <sighs> he basically bashed his freshmen or his players and said, we, we don't have very good players. Basically, that's what the fuck he said. So, I, <laughs> hey, is what it is, man. I just think that it further proves my point that Coaches don't coach these motherfuckers anymore. They're not creating any type of fucking growth in the players. Like, why the fuck can't you coach these motherfuckers so that the next batch of players that you do recruit can see some matriculation and growth and say, man, these guys are getting coached. At least I want to go there. You could fucking do things with lesser talent and still be better than you are on the field at a, at a university of Illinois, in my opinion. See, it's all these fucking, I told you guys the other day, man, we invest in the uninvested, man. That's an uninvested comment that you make about your fucking current roster that you inherited. Yes, you inherited them, but guess what? You fucking took the job. We didn't put a gun to your motherfucking head. Bielema. Another entitled, enabled motherfucker who comes from the New England Patriots working with Bilicek for the last two or three years after being fired at Arkansas, getting paid out there, wins a lawsuit, I think. Bilicek has to show up to court for the lawsuit. I'm sure he was happy about that. And you now get another D1 opportunity. Recyclable motherfuckers continue to get recycled in this profession. And these motherfuckers are so lazy that they can't coach the kids. Let's take $5 million from your university, though, Illinois. I'll, I'll just bitch and moan and suck my teeth like a little bitch about how shitty my talent is. Cop out, in my opinion. You don't throw those kids under the bus. You put those kids in a room and tell them you got to get better. You pull up your coaches and get on their fucking ass about how fucking recruiting, how important recruiting is and how it's our blood life. And this won't be our talent level moving forward. How about you do it like that and end it at that and go play and create a culture that is conducive for winning and success and not be a fucking cowardly cunt. How about that shit? Oh, man, that shit irks me, dog. You're basically a $5 million motherfucker blaming little kids. (laughs) It wasn't their fault that the last staff fucking recruited them. You took the job, motherfucker. They didn't fucking, you didn't fucking get a gun pointed to you and say you take an Illinois job because you were at Belichick. You coached with Belichick. He cleared your name and it's a good old boy fucking network. And now guess what? Your fat fucking hot belly ass has another job making millions of dollars just to fuck kids over, homeboy. That's what you do. Me and him don't really get along anyway. He used to recruit my kids long ago. Uh, when he was a linebacker coach at Kansas State. So if you ever want to go look at that shit, look that up. I'll tell you the years those were. Uh, I think he's a, I think it's a cop-out. I think it's sad. It's soft. It's cowardly. I think that, uh, again, we're investing in the uninvested. He's clearly an uninvested motherfucker who wants to eat donuts all day, have his GAs go get him coffee and make five million dollars and not coach like what are you who are you coaching who are you getting better dog like we're giving away money from these motherfucking universities are giving away money 
to these people that have no investment in these kids. But I did the show the other day on invested in the uninvested, so I'm not going to touch on it too much more. But he threw those kids under the bus. Um, you know, I thought it was pretty shitty. Um, the top 75 NBA basketball players came out. I got a major problem with KD maybe's getting there, you know. I understand, you know, he's one of the top players right now and all that. But to me, it's like, how do you create a top 75 right now Why this guy's only played what? How, how long has KD been in the league? 10 years maybe? So let's go. I'll, I'll ride with KD in there, right, even though I think he's a bitch. Let's go with how the fuck are you putting Giannis in the top 75 already? Because he won the title this past season in a COVID-shortened year against a shitty, hurt Lakers squad that just won it in the bubble. Just so you know, yesterday was 53 weeks. 53 weeks since the Lakers won the championship in the bubble. 53 weeks. So we've played, we're on season three within one calendar year. (laughs) Let that sink in just so we're clear. I just want to make sure you're clear on that. 53 weeks ago, the Lakers won the bubble championship when the COVID thing hit. So that's basically one year ago. And fuck, dog. We played a season last year, and now we're in another season. And you wonder why I'm worried about this old-ass wheelchair league Laker team because they're fucking old as shit. But Giannis has been in the league how long? Six years? How long has he been in the league? I don't know. I need a fact checker. I appreciate it, Chaz. Katie's been in the league 13 years. So does he... Is he... You know, we know he's a Hall of Famer um, and all that shit. But is he a top 75 guy already right now? Even though his career's not done, I don't know. I could argue it. I could argue it, but I'll go with saying he is. Okay, we'll say KD is. Uh, there's no fucking way you're convincing me. Giannis is top seventy-five already. Yeah, he's a freaking nature. He's all that and all that. He can't shoot. The motherfucker has no. He has no jumper like AD. So is AD in the top seventy-five too? Did they put AD in the top seventy-five? Because I'm curious. Because I think that popped out today didn't it the top 75 shit um i think the top 75 thing came out so Giannis been in the league seven years eight years he's already in the league the top 75 uh, i don't know man it's fucking crazy that they got Giannis in there already i don't see ad AD's been in the league, what, 10 years? Eight years? I don't know how long AD's been in the league. But I don't see Anthony Davis, but I see him. Um, Steve Nash, top 75. Chris Paul, top 75. Willis Reed, Oscar Robinson. I think Bill Russell, you got to put those in there. You know, John Stockton, I guess. Isaiah Thomas, yeah, because he won, man. He beat Jordan's teams, man. Um. 
like, I don't know. I don't see Kobe. I don't see Jordan. I don't even see Jordan on here. Is that the, just the top list? I thought the top 75 came out today. Um, so I don't know. I would like to see if it did. I thought it just came out somewhere. 74 players now meet at least two of the chose 10. So, yeah. Yeah, so Kobe's in there, obviously. Jordan now is back in it. So the top 75. That shit is crazy. Unbelievable. They're releasing it 25 players at a time is what it says here on ESPN. I saw Damien on YouTube posted that. I appreciate it. Uh, Giannis is not a top 75 player already, in my opinion. I'm just going to tell you. That's my opinion. That's my gut going with it. The Dodgers come back last night. Big Bellinger, big time homer. Um, their season was looking very, very bleak. Uh, going down 3-0. They come back and win yesterday. I actually came in the office, in my office at the house, and they were down 5-2 in the eighth. I had the TV on outside, and I was like, I pulled up on the internet, and it said these motherfuckers are up 6-5. And I'm like, you bullshit. I thought it was a fucking typo. And sure as shit, they came back and won, closed down the ninth, um, Jansen, and uh, shit, man, Dodgers are right back in it. I think Dodgers blow the Braves out tonight because of the momentum is in their favor, and I think it leads the Dodgers back to the World Series now. So, hey, man, the Braves might not be able to get past these motherfuckers. They were up 3-1 last year and lost. Just so we're clear. Um, and this is with no Kershaw, no Max Muncy, which I believe really hurts them. And obviously their bats are not very good. They had four runs. They lost two walk-offs, man. Let's be honest. They lost two walk-offs in Atlanta. So this series could be 3 old Dodgers. But they lost two walk-offs. And they scored four runs in game two. And lost in a walk-off again. But they only had four hits. The Dodgers' bats are not very strong right now. And hopefully tonight the bats come alive. And uh, it's 2-1 to one Atlanta, just so we're clear. Um, so, Ben Simmons is the epitome of a soft bitch-made cat who is beyond privileged and thinks he owes that he thinks he's owed something. I just beg that you do not trade him. Don't trade this motherfucker because see, he's another overpaid informant. See, he's misinformation. He's a fountain of misinformation to our youth. He's telling folks, this is how the world should operate when it should not. You're gifted enough to earn this amount of money. You're privileged enough, you're blessed enough, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Dog, give back in a way that you teach these young motherfuckers another thing. What happened to this unselfish manner that we used to operate in the world? Like, nowadays it's feast or famine, my way or the highway, it's only about me. And I talked about the other day, we're so cowardly, we're hanging ourselves Jeffrey Bourdain's or, or Anthony Bourdain or whatever his name is. We're killing ourselves. Epstein. 
Wouldn't be surprised if R. Kelly's the next one. We're killing ourselves because we're cowardly fucks and we can't face the music. If you can't do the time, don't do the crime, dog. It's real fucking simple. Like, it's real fucking simple. And I believe we're all cowardly fucks and we're setting the tone for the future in being that way. Participation trophy. We have a bunch of participation trophy motherfuckers on the front line, man. To protect our country. That's who we have protecting our motherfucking asses. Just so we're clear. Motherfucker that celebrates a sixth place Olympic finish. (laughs) Woo. Overpaid informants. Ben Simmons, you're now an overpaid informant. You cowardly cunt bitch made motherfucker. The biggest cancer to an organization of any sport is a motherfucker that condones cancerous behavior this motherfucker had his jersey in his sweats motherfuckers out there refusing the head coach to go in like i know doc's looking at him like you're a bitch made motherfucker dog if i was your age i'd beat the fuck out of you because i know i would have probably did it any fucking way because he's a grown man right motherfuckers a grown man and all this old shit you want to be a grown man well see the thing about it is though See, when I had the buy-in of the players as a coach my whole career, I've always usually had the buy-in, right? My players used to beat those kids' asses. That's what we're missing. We're missing the policing of ourselves and each other. That is why we have a fucking soft America. The coach can only do so fucking much. Because we already know we're in South America. If he touches you, he's fired. If you beat his ass, he's fired. <laughs> and you're never going to coach again because you're an embarrassment. You got your ass beat by a kid. So you got to understand, where are the players policing themselves and each other's? What happened to that era? That is where this generation turned left and went soft at. We don't police ourselves no more or each other. We allow it. We don't coach each other up. We allow it. You don't coach it, you allow it. Period. You either coach it or you allow it. There is no gray area, coaches, when you're out there coaching your teams and your team does not all finish through the line how you want them to, chest forward, lean, finishing through like they're sprinting their hardest. See, people don't realize we don't want to see you finish in first place. That's why people on my, my team always used to trip when I start the whole thing over. They'd be like, wait up, coach, what do you mean? Johnny's winning and beating all your asses, but he's not running his fastest. See, that's the misconception you guys have. I want everyone's best all the time, every fucking time. That's what creates the best team. Just because you finish first, You can finish first and be so much more talented than the rest, but you fucking don't finish through the line full speed. It don't count for me. It don't count. We start over. That will get you to get your kids sucking their teeth, starting to be bitches and doing all that shit. And that's when you start to mold your program. When you start that shit over, then you start getting the best out of everybody. But people don't do that. Fortune 500 companies, businesses alike, everybody. None of them do that. They don't hold the best person accountable. 
then the best person, just because he's finishing first, is usually the shit bird. And guess who usually follows them? The rest of the team. When you fucking cut the fucking horse's head off, the rest seem to follow. Just a little tidbit, coaches. There's a little more deep, uh, there's deeper uh, parts of this that you guys should understand. But Ben Simmons being the epitome of a fuckstick and a shitbird is because he came back with the ideology of I'm going to self-sabotage myself, similar to an Urban Meyer, in my opinion. And you don't have to always be cut. You can always cut yourself. A lot of players used to cut themselves from me, from my program. What do you mean, coach? You cut them. Well, yeah, but they wanted to be cut. Let's, not make, let's make no mistake about it. They wanted to be cut because they were too cowardly to face the music every day, couldn't handle the hard work, couldn't handle their peers telling them how shitty they were or lazy they were or soft they were. When you get rid of those guys, then you start to understand, okay, this is the makeup of my program and my team. Now the culture starts to get shaped and you start to make a more conducive environment for success. That goes from Biden's office down, in my opinion. And I don't believe we've had that for a while. But you're self-sabotaging yourself. Come back just so you can get paid. And then you want to be a bitch about it. And I don't see how the Sixers can coach and play with this guy around. So obviously it's a huge cancer situation. But at the same time, I want to know if they can just suspend him for the season without pay. There's got to be a way that we change this so where the players making the million dollars, the hundreds of millions don't control the narrative or you're not going to have any reason to have owners or management or coaches no more. You're the reason the high school level coach cannot control the student athlete. You're the reason the student athlete is transferring four times in four years in a high school. You're the reason the student athlete has no nuts and guts and is entering the transfer portal multiple fucking times. Tate Martell. You're the reason that we're having this fucking soft generational fucking trophy participation trophy era because you guys are allowing this to continue. You're allowing Ben Simmons, James Harden, these soft motherfuckers to control the narrative of the league. And now all these young coaches are starting, or are these young kids now see you and think it's cool. Years ago, man, see, uh, I was coaching at Shafee Junior College in California, uh, 2008-9. And I don't know if you guys remember, but Brandon Marshall was playing for the Dolphins. And he was, I guess, in a contract dispute or some shit. But if you if you go back to those, if you go back and look it up, he was on the jug machine. And then he was at practice in, the, in, in practice, actually, during live drills. And he was actually dropping the ball on purpose, just like this. Like, he was just batting the ball down. So he would drop the ball on purpose every time. And everyone's looking at him like, what the fuck are you, this motherfucker doing? He became a cancer. They traded him um, to the Bears, I believe, right after or whatever. He became a cancer and asked him. That's how he got out. Well, I had a player at Shafee College. I won't say a name, 
But a kid I recruited and brought there who was disgruntled because of playing time, he just hadn't performed. And, and, and the other three were his roommates. They all came from the same school. I brought all of them to where I was at. I fed them every night. I got them an apartment. I did everything that you normal coaches don't do for their kids. But obviously, that's my reputation of doing because I'm going to take care of a kid I recruit. Okay, That's just what I told them I would do. I'm going to do it. The issue became this motherfucker did what Brandon Marshall did on ESPN the night before. He did it in my practice. So needless to say, you know, that didn't end well. And um, after I fired a few footballs at his fucking face, you know, there was a. Uh, the My team literally grabbed that motherfucker up. See, that's the problem. We don't do that no more. Now you got you got the players against the coach. When usually the players should back the coach if they believe in you. I'm curious to see these players back Brent Billima this week at Illinois after he threw a bunch of kids he didn't recruit under the bus. I'm curious to see how the Ben Simmons thing is handled after he self-sabotaged himself and is trying to control the outcome of the NBA's bargaining agreement. Like, these motherfucking players, James Harden, forced himself out of Houston. He had a no trade. They shouldn't have traded him. Make these motherfuckers stay, and so they earn their fucking money, and they fucking stop sucking their teeth, and they have to be grown folks and do things that we don't always have to, want to do, but we have to. Because we have kids to feed, and we got your little kids looking up to us, or we may have this and may have that. How about you start thinking about that, you selfish fucks? How about you start leading the way for our future? Instead of always about you, 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 you. Because you're the same soft fucking pussy that wouldn't make a fucking layup right underneath the basket and you're 6'10", 250, and a freak of nature athlete. You're the bitch that did that, homeboy. We didn't force you to do it. Doc Rivers didn't force you to do it. Now you're mad at a city for fucking burning your jersey in front of the place that you refused to make a fucking layup in? The one that you refused to shoot a three-point shot at because you're a mental fucking midget? You're so fucking mentally fucking fucked up that you think that this is a whole fucking thing on, uh, uh, it's all about me. It ain't about you, motherfucker. It's about us. So... Kenny, it's a great day to have a great day at practice, brother. Jerry Wells, you're going to have to rewind it. I already talked about Bielema's bitch ass. Um, so, I don't know. I, I, I just, it's, a, it's appalling to me. I don't know if you saw, but the Netflix, you know, we're facing these cancel culture things. I don't know if you watched Aaron Rodgers on Pat's show, Pat McAfee's show yesterday. He discussed the cancel culture and the political culture stuff, the PC shit, and, uh, you know, I don't know if you guys saw all that shit, but <laughs> it's just funny when you pull up news and see all these things, and it's like crazy, man. Um, I guess that one fucking cat, Brian Laundry or whatever, the one that killed uh, the girl. They're, they they think they found some remains on him, so I don't know if that's true or not. Um, 
I heard there was a Houston plane crash. There was only 21 people on it. I don't know what that's about. Looks like a big, big plane. Wow. It was a plane carrying Houston Astro fans to their team's game against the Boston Red Sox. Right now, so. Wow. I don't know what happened there. Um, you guys heard that story? I don't know. I don't think people died, though. But the plane's fucked up, so I don't know. <clears throat> um, anyway, I was talking about this cancel culture shit and all this uh, this Netflix walkout today, if you haven't heard about it. Netflix uh, co-CEO basically uh, said he screwed up about the Dave Chappelle thing. And uh, he, Netflix resisting a cancel culture campaign... Um, Basically says he screwed up. I think his name's Ted Sarandos. Has had some regrets about how he handled Dave Chappelle's stand-up special, even though he still stands by Netflix's decision to stream the controversial act. <laughs> He's defending. He see he, these motherfuckers. You guys got to understand. This is the world we live in now. You got this motherfucker's got one foot in and one foot out. That's what everyone in the society has today: one foot in, one foot out, and that's the fucking problem. Nobody has enough backbone to stand up and say, this is what I'm defending or I'm not. That's the problem. We smile on each other's face and stab each other in the back too motherfucking much. Misinformed. I mean, uh, we got all these fucking overpaid informants. Like Dave Chappelle's one of the last people on this earth. I think me, Pat McAfee, Dave Chappelle are like three of like five people in the world that still speak the truth. Like, it's starting to be fucking unbelievable. Netflix people are walking out in the... I know the owner of Netflix, Reed Hastings, good dude. Um, he basically is like, fuck you, we're standing by Dave Chappelle. I applauded him so fucking much for that. You don't even have a clue. We chose to stand by Dave Chappelle. And that is what is finally maybe if some people like that that have the platform that uh, Reed Hastings has at Netflix to stand firm on some shit, maybe we'll start to change the fucking small fucking minded people. But let Netflix motherfuckers walk out. Go get me a job. Let me go work for you motherfuckers now. And let's start. Let's let's make another show. Fuck it. Let's make another show. That's what we need to do. Fuck the dumb shit. Let's make another fucking show and we'll do that. It'll be a little better off, in my opinion. But who knows? It's fucked up. Give me a second, man. I gotta let my dog out. Give me one second. I'm gonna play a little clip from me and Cody Butts from Florabama, the uh MTV show that is uh if you don't know who Cody is, he was on my Slapdick podcast a while back, and I'll have a clip for him. I'll be back in two minutes. Someone wanted me to ask you, and I think it's because we talk. So everyone out there knows Cody got a dog, a Slapdick bully from me. And uh, mm -hmm. if, if the cat's not out the bag, sorry. But I think we called it Merle when it was here. Because, oh, the dog. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, because right. okay. it was a brindle looking. Yeah, 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 and you yeah, know the brindle. Merle. So yeah, we, it's, it's not a Merle because she's not a Merle, but we're, we called it Merle because we tagged them all and uh, with some little collars when they were born. 
Mm-hmm. So at the beginning, one was maroon, one was orange, one was fucking green. So we all had them. So we knew who was eating or not from the nipples. And, well, uh, it's funny because somebody, I had posted a picture of there, I think, and you had either tagged it or something or put it on your story. And somebody had messaged me and asked me, like, like they were just like, oh, my God, I miss her. Like, some, I think she mm. said her name was Merle. And I was like, oh, what? I was like, what the fuck is she talking about? <laughs> <laughs> my man, Cody Butts. He's a good dude. He bought a slap dick bully, man. So, look, I finished the show off, man, with a few things I got to say, uh, talk about. First of all, has anyone seen the latest Delante West issue? Delante West came out. They came out today that this motherfucker. Uh, I mean, this is the problem. We give these motherfuckers the platform. We keep commenting on these motherfuckers when they fuck up and we don't applaud motherfuckers enough when they do well that's the problem we want controversy i get controversy sales and all this old good goofy shit the problem is though we don't applaud enough motherfuckers when they do right and then we applaud motherfuckers when they do wrong and then we applaud motherfuckers when they finish sixth in the olympics it's not even a fucking medal But yet, Delonte West continues to use this mental fucking health as a crutch. And he continues to be in the news for fucking up. Okay? That's what the fuck we're doing to this motherfucker. I want to show you a picture of this motherfucker. Okay? Coach, he looks mentally fucked up. Well, he looks like every crackhead, basehead, Barry whatever you want to say that I grew up with. He don't look no motherfucking different. Don't, don't let it, don't get it twisted. That motherfucker don't look no different than a motherfucker that I, than every motherfucker that I knew struggling in the streets uh, off of Sherm, yay, fucking Ready Rock, you name it, he looks like them. Let's not over fucking give this motherfucker all this credit. He looks exactly like everybody that I grew up with. So I want to make sure you please understand that. Why haven't you heard about anything that he's been doing when Mark Cuban had given him $100,000, got him a job in the rehab center, which he put him in and. What, what's wrong, dog? Why haven't you heard from him? He's been great. He's been great. Multiple reports have been out there that Delonte West has been great. I just want to make sure you're clear. That's what the fucking reports were when Mark Cuban found him and gave him that money and put him in rehab, then got him a job in the rehab center. The $100,000 ran out, dog. I've been telling you motherfucking soft listeners of every person's fucking sob story that every one of you that believes these sob stories should be castrated just like this motherfucker should be. He clucked off his hundred racks, dog. So guess what? He's back to being mentally disabled. He's got mental health. He chose to fucking wake up to yesterday and said, I got mental health again, dog. 
I looked at my bank account and I'm broke and I look next to me and I see these needles and I see these lines and I see this weed and I see this rock and I'm like, ah, I see this liquor and I don't have no money in my bank account and I clucked it off and I can't call Mark Cuban because he told me that was it. And now I'm going to use mental health and see who else picks me up. And you motherfuckers buy this shit. You think he has mental health. Because he's done it multiple times. Coach, he has to have mental health. Did you see his picture? Did you see his picture? Yeah, I see his picture. He looks like every base head and crackhead I grew up with. <laughs> I, I see his picture, motherfucker. And you think I'm falling for the okie doke? You think I'm falling for the okie doke? Man, please. You got me fucked up. I ain't falling for this old bullshit. You guys can. I ain't. Mental health chooses us, dog. We don't choose it. He clucked off his money. He's now hoping for the next handout. He's ne- he's now hoping for the next fucking lifeline. That's what the fuck's going on. And you guys believe this shit. Man, fuck that. You had millions of dollars, and I never heard a motherfucking issue from you besides fucking LeBron's mama. I ain't never heard nothing else from him until he became broke from fucking off his cheese on some rock. Some yay. I don't know what he was on. I don't really care, but I don't feel sorry for this motherfucker. I feel sorry for the motherfuckers that are struggling to go to work every day and fucking on the front line that never had millions of dollars to fuck off. And still, guess what? Haven't hung themselves, dog, like Anthony Bourdain. They haven't gone out and fucking robbed a bank. They haven't gone out and done this and that, even though they have excuses to do so. Even though I don't believe that excuse is is valid. That's why I used to be so hard on my kids. Coach, I have to smoke weed. I'm just having a bad day. Motherfucker, please. That's the biggest bitch made motherfucking excuse crutch I've ever fucking heard of. I got to smoke weed because I'm not having a good day. (laughs) Well, then I should have sold dope my whole fucking life when I was living in the car by myself, motherfucker, at 16. Shut the fuck up. It's how you guys receive information and how you guys fucking process it and then Somewhere in between that, when you guys spit it out to some new people, it gets all fucked up and you're lying. You end up being a liar. Coach JB is a motherfucking asshole. (laughs) You know him? Nah, but on the show on Netflix, um, (laughs) how many of you motherfuckers know somebody that knows you that you don't know? And they judge you every day. And you're like, damn, I never even met this motherfucker, but he's already talking shit about me. Yeah, dog. There's these are the judgmental fucks that we you know, we've politicized vaccine non-vaccinators and vaccinators. Now we've split up America because if you don't want a vaccine, if you don't want to take the shot, 
you're a Trumper. If you do take the shot, you're a Biden. Like, who the fuck cares? It's my body, my decision. We're supposed to be in America. We're supposed to be in this fucking land of the brave, home of the free, land of the brave. And yet I have to do what you tell me to do now. So now we're in a fucking third world country. What happened to free speech, free thinking, and all this old shit? What if I don't want to take the shot because you're telling me to take the shot? And I said, fuck you, motherfucker. That doesn't tell me to split up America and tell every single person that doesn't agree with me that they're fuck sticks. I have no issue if you do take it or don't take it. If you don't want to take it dog fucking kudos to you if you want to take it kudos to you i have no problem i only judge you for how you are with me not before me not after me not because this motherfucker told me how you are and not because that motherfucker told me what you become how you are with me is how i judge a person The only way I can judge a person is if I meet that person. If I watch him on TV, then I have only made an assumption. So my assumption of Ben Simmons is he is a pussy and a bitch. My assumption of Delonte West is he's using mental health as a crutch because he became broke because he has a drug problem, not a mental health issue. Huge fucking difference. Let's make sure we're very, very clear here. Because I don't know. I know a lot of druggies that didn't have mental health. And I know a lot of motherfuckers that you can claim mental health. Anthony Bourdain of the world that hung himself, who was a million fucking air and did the best job in the world. But yet I got homies in the street strung out who ain't hung themselves yet. I believe that qualifies as a huge mental health thing if you want to define it. But why hasn't this motherfucker hung himself? Each his own is my point. Let them be who they are. And you don't know them, then shut the fuck up. Make assumptions of who you think they are because of people you either know them or know who they are or something along those lines or meet the person himself and judge him that way. I got too many motherfuckers judging me every day and they never met me. I've never met Delonte West. The fact of the matter is in the Delonte West issue, when he had money, you never heard a peep. He was doing fine. The point of the matter is that I'm making a comment about someone I didn't meet is when I just said, Coach, you just said that don't make judgment if you haven't met me. I said, if you don't know the person, you must know the situation. I know these situations, and I know motherfuckers like him. And Although I've never met Delonte West, I've met a million Delonte West. And you know what? They're using a crutch when the times get hard and the going gets tough, and they need another lifeline. And now they want to fucking cry over spilled milk. Don't do the fucking crime if you can't do the time. 
That's what Delonte West's issue is. I know for a fact that mental health chooses us. We don't choose mental health. I know for a fact that when the going is good, you don't hear a peep. When the going gets bad, it's mental health. Now I'm tapped out. Now I got to fucking claim I'm someone else that I'm not. Now I want to get handouts and I want to feel get felt sorry for and all this whole shit. I'm just see I'm not the one that falls for that okie doke shit like you guys do. So So I don't know. TJ, my main man in the show on that on on YouTube. TJ played for me at Long Beach Cabrillo High School. Polynesian, uh one of my many great 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 kid, man. I actually took TJ with me to Garden City Community College and uh, back in 2015. So shout out to my man TJ. He wrote on here, he said, watching the show where he was laughing, he said that uh, Coach Brown's still the same man. If Netflix was there, Cabrillo talk about content. These Cali high school refs hated me. Oh, fuck, they, they hated me, boy. Again, you know why they hated me? Because I defended the players. The players that I told I would give them my shirt off my back. I told those players that I was going to fight for them at all cost. And that's what I did. We, I saw racist refs. We saw fucking horrible refs because we're in the hood in the inner city and we got black and Samoans and Tongans and motherfucking Hispanics and cats didn't like that shit. And we had a shitty fucking, uh, we had shitty fucking uh, judgmental people that not that just didn't know my players and thought my players were this and that. When in theory, my players were the fucking most well-behaved motherfuckers in our whole league by far. But they believed in the head coach, myself, and we got shit done. And we had the best run in Cabrillo school history. Four years in the hardest conference in America, high school football. Went to the playoffs all four years. Um, We had an offensive MVP or uh, player of the year all four years. Quarterback, whether it was a running back, um, whether it was an O-lineman, D-lineman. So we changed the culture at Cabrillo. Now I think they're back to being shitty. They used to call them Kaboo when I got there. I think they're back to Kaboo. Um, so, hey, is what it is. Um, refs don't like me, man, because I defend my kids. I always will. I did it at Indy. Same shit you saw on Netflix. I did it for them the same way. But, you know. When you're when you got cameras in your face all fucking day, it's easy for the world to judge. But uh Gary Weeks from Sweden in the house. I appreciate you, man. Shout out to you guys. I appreciate everybody in the YouTube channel hitting the like button, subscribing, become a member. Um last thing, man, I don't know if you know Coach Rolo. Got a good I got a couple kids, Calvin Jackson at Washington State, leading the team in receptions, I believe, touchdowns. Uh I spoke to him. They're very upset about Rolo's situation, okay? They're very upset about the Rolo situation. I know Rolo. Again, I just got done telling you how I am a kid's coach first. Um, I am a player's coach, even though you call me this, call me that. Um, 
you know, the problem is that this is a dude that I actually was on a visit to Hawaii with um, in junior college. He went to San Francisco Community College. I was at Compton, same years. He's made the rise. He went to Hawaii, GA, went to Nevada, got his OC job, went back to Hawaii as the head coach, had a pretty good run, came out to Washington State, got the job. And uh, see, Gorgian says he was forced out. See, I have a difference of an opinion because, see, at the end of the day, you're never forced out. I was forced out. (laughs) There's a completely different issue. He's going to, he's going to, I, well, I just got done saying I don't want to take the, 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 the vaccine because they're telling me to. So that's kind of going with what Gorgian's saying. He's saying freedom of choice must be a thing. This is the issue, though, Gorgian, and this is my whole issue. And I'm just being honest because I'm Rolo's, I'm, I'm pretty good friends with Rolo. We text and stuff, talk. So I'm not here to bash Rolo. But before I'm friends with Rolo, I'm a defender of my player who I recruited to Indy, who I have two now at Washington State who are actually playing there. And I'm going to defend them first, even though I'll never trust a kid fully. Understand that. But I also know a lot of liars and cheats and steals as grown folks as well. And I always told you about how the apology theory I have, right? Well... You know, Rolo's given suffice information. He's given information that was well in advance about his religion and so on and so forth. He has a legal obligation or legal remedy there if he wants to go after him, which I believe he is doing. Here's the issue. You chose that position. Now, pandemic hit in the midst of it, okay? Shit happens. Fuck, we all know shit happens. You got to be able to adapt and overcome. And more than anything, any profession in the world, a head football coach understands adapting and overcoming better than any other person in any other profession, in my opinion. Every single kid is treated differently. The team is treated the same. And how you balance a player individually with a team's overall goals and objectives being the same, meaning I need to talk to TJ differently than I talk to Johnny, but the team has the same rules of you're not late and can't miss. You're at weights at 6 a.m. You're in study hall at 3 p.m. We're at practice at whatever. The, the, the point I'm making is you make almost three or four million dollars a year to coach kids and you have four staff members who depend on your job for their livelihood and you basically crash the ship into the rock and those four cats are now fucking jobless a do they ever get a job again b perceptions reality in this profession c so who looks at them now to hire them may say fuck that we're not touching them they refuse to get the vaccine in a state that mandated the vaccine washington state which is all fucked up by the way so rollo has legal opportunities to go and sue which he'll do But what 
does that do? What did that do for those kids? Mids Plug says, do you blame him for leaving? He has a choice what to put in his body, including an experimental vaccine that has no science backed. So listen, again, we're turning it into a political thing. I, I don't want to take the vaccine, dog, but I, my dad died April 18th, 2005. Okay, I'll give you a quick story. I'm running long. Just trying to make a point to some of you guys that are so quick to judge certain people for certain things. My dad died April 18th, 2005, and I was the offensive coordinator at East LA Junior College. I didn't have to be at practice on April 18th, 2005. I should have been burying my dad. I was at practice at April 18th, 2005 because I told those kids I fucking would be. See, a lot of you motherfuckers want to go fucking give all these freedom of speeches and all this old shit and what you put in your body and all that old shit. What about the fucking obligation that you have to those fucking kids you told you were be their coach for? So fuck the kids is what you're saying, Gorgon and fucking Mids Plug. Fuck what my word stands for because... I don't care about those kids in the long run, and I don't care about my four coaches I just lost jobs for. One of them, Vaina Uso, good friend of mine, by the way. Coach Logo, great friend of mine, by the way. He's jobless. Now he's got four kids, got to go back to the island and explain to his wife that he's got fired. Now, you got the freedom of choice. You just made your choice. You didn't want to take the vaccine. Kudos to you. Let me clap it up for you. So what do they gain out of that, Gorgon? What the fuck does he gain out of that? Those kids now have no coach and four coaches down now have to go hire from outside somewhere in the middle of fucking October to bring four coaches in. So I'm just confused on what side you're leaning on here because... Gorgon said exactly mid plugs, but I just want to make sure we're good here because your word means shit then. And the last time I checked, if I died tomorrow, I'm my legacy is not going to be that I didn't take the fucking vaccine. My legacy is going to be that I was a man of my fucking word and I stood for something and I didn't fall for anything. See, in my opinion, I'm not a vaccine fucking guy. I don't believe we should take something we don't want to take. I feel you on that, dog. I'm with you on that. But there's a bigger picture. I gave my word to 17 to 22-year-olds and their parents that I was going to take care of them and I was going to coach them. And I gave my word to grown folks, livelihoods at stake, working with me. Employed by me in the university. I just lied to them and fucked them. Now, listen, this isn't going to be Rolo's side. He's going to say, this is my thing. I'm Catholic faith. I don't want to take the vaccine. That's your prerogative. I get it, dog. I'm not mad at Rolo at all. That's my boy. But I'm defending the players in this situation because that's who I chose to coach. 
And a pandemic hit in the midst of me coaching. So now, guess what you've known as, dog? You're known as a quitter. <laughs> I don't care what you come back with. I, I don't care what you guys tell me. You're not a quitter. It was a pandemic. They forced me to take something in my body. The science didn't fucking show. No, you quit because I'll be damned if I don't take a shot that I make $4 million for. Motherfucker, give me a shot in my right foot, left hip, my asshole. I don't give a fuck. I want the $4 million. More importantly than the $4 million, I'm going to coach the kids I told them that I would coach. So, I'm just telling you. And Gorge, to your point, you're saying I did not lie. This shit became a must in order to work. You just proved my point, brother. It became a must in order to do your job. The job you signed up for. Not the job they put a gun to your temple for. Coaching is a privilege. It's not a fucking right. Let's just make sure we're clear here. Coaching and playing the sport of football is a motherfucking privilege, bruh. It ain't a right. A right is to go over here to Walmart and fucking serve the needy. Motherfucker, please. This ain't no right. Coaching fucking ain't no right. We got the worst coaches in America coaching these babies right now, and they're being recycled over and over and over. To me, it just shows the fucking landscape of college sports and how we use these babies as pieces of fucking meat in a meat market. And you know what I'm saying? I'm saying what my players at Washington state will not. They're upset that Rolo's gone. They loved Rolo. Just so we're clear. Rolo is a loved coach in this profession. <laughs> So, just so we're clear, the players are upset that Rolo's gone. And they don't give a fuck why he's gone. My point is, Rolo left those kids. I don't give a fuck how you slice and dice this motherfucker. Something has to change for what you promised those people. If I promise you something, Gorgian, I'm going to fucking deliver it. That's just who I am. Because if I die tomorrow which I will die face down, ass up, so y'all can kiss my ass. I'm going to stand for something before I fall in that hole. And standing for something to me is more important than leaving my fucking word behind and leaving these motherfuckers out here hanging out dry. I could not live with my motherfucking self when I left Compton College in 2008, you can ask any player that played for me. I could not live with myself when I left Indy and I had 200 motherfucking kids there. And I'm having to come back and say, what the fuck? I left these kids without wanting to leave. So how can you not feel that this is a personal selfish decision when you have left hundreds of people behind just so we're clear it's a coaching staff of 10 
It's a personnel staff of 20 plus. It's an academic staff of 10 plus. It's an analytical staff of 10 plus. It's 150 kids with red shirts and gray shirts, walk-ons. You've left an army behind, just so we're fucking clear. He's not going to get the job back, bro. It's a state-mandated law. It's not, he's not getting the job back. He's going to try to get some money, which is most lawsuits are for. That's what lawsuits are for. The problem is the AD is a fuckstick. I already know that. And Rolo knew that. And it was, it was well before the pandemic and the shot issue. They've had other beefs, just so we're clear. There's more going on than just a shot. The motherfucking AD is a little fucking coward too. And so he's going after the AD for other things than just the vaccine. Just so you guys understand. I'm not going to put all his business out there. But there's longer things in the working here. There's been a collaboration of issues between those two. So I just want to make sure you understand this isn't just over vaccine, but the vaccine is some is an easy way to get, you know, let's fire him because he didn't want to do it. Well, there's four other coaches that didn't want to do it either. So just so we're clear, they're all their own men. So they all had to do it. But at the same time, you know, a lot of coaches, you know, you brought there to the organization, to the to the institution. They're listening to you. They're leaning on you. And I just don't. I disagree with the situation because, in my opinion, man, come on, dog. We're privileged here, dog. We make $4 million. I make $4 fucking million to coach kids that I recruited, that I love and say that I'm honest to and genuine with. And you fucked them. That's just truth. Man, and Calvin don't think this way. Calvin thinks Rolo got fucked, just like Gorgian thinks. I have to disagree. I think he fucked them. That's just my opinion. I'm sticking to it. Hey, man, I appreciate everybody, um, all you guys in YouTube, uh, live, everybody on the podcast. I appreciate everything. And uh, I'll, I'll be back Friday on the, on the uh, Pat McAfee show, 9 a.m. Pacific. Tune in to Pat's show, and uh, we'll see what we can stir up. Maybe I won't get shit on this week by a bird crossing flying, flying by. Hey, man, I appreciate everybody. And uh, YouTube, I'm staying on for a minute while I upload the podcast. Everybody else, uh, appreciate you. Peace. Hope this ain't my last chance. It's the last chance. Hey, man, give me another guy. For me. Yeah, will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. 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 Last chance for